Welcome to Raising a Child with Hearing Loss podcast with host Gretchen Fors. Gretchen is a mother of five children, three of whom have hard of hearing. Listen as Gretchen interviews other hearing mamas and maybe an occasional dad or child too. Other guests will include people who help children who are deaf or hard of hearing. Thrive, including audiologists, speech therapists, teachers of the deaf, doctors, and other professionals. Due to the nature of this subject, some of the names and identifying features have been changed to protect their identities but the voices and the stories are their own. This podcast is intended for families to share their own personal journeys without judgment. Please respect and honor each family's choices. All information presented is educational and should not be misconstrued as personal medical advice. Hi, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you back on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Gretchen. Yeah, maybe you can give the visitors or listeners a quick update of what you've been up to because you've been up to a lot of fun stuff <laughs> and I really like the pajamas and I so you've been a lot to all summer you've been going to conferences so kind of just give us a little yeah let's get, too bad you can't see them she just showed me her cute pajamas you'll have to look <laughs> at the show notes to see where you can get those but okay give us a little update Michelle oh wow I can't remember the last time we got to talking so my program has been doing well. It's really well received by parents. And now it's actually getting into graduate school curriculums for deaf ed, for audiology. So that's the cool happening. I'm able to offer the program for continuing education. So if you're an audiologist, if you're a pediatric audiologist, you can take my program and also and get up to eight hours of CEUs which is a plus. And for, especially for those who may not work in pediatrics is a great thing to be able to have a almost like a nutshell. Here's a package of everything that you would need to be able to tell to parents of deaf or hard of hearing children. So that's an amazing thing. Okay, wait, I'm going to stop you. I'm yeah. going to stop you because that's really amazing. Because if you're listening and you're audiologist, you just need to take Michelle's course. Mm-hmm. Because I know as a also licensed healthcare provider, I'm always looking for CEUs and mm-hmm. I need to get them done. So that seems like a slam dunk, right? Like take yeah, your- and now when you start your job, you kind of stay within that little bubble. So reach out, learn some more, see what else is out there and kind of keep abreast of what's happening. I launched a merchandise store, which is fine. I have some t-shirts, stickers, pouches, um, and the most hot ticket item is pajamas. I've made these super soft bamboo pajamas with a cute little pattern that has different types of amplification as well as cochlea on there. Gosh, what else? I've been traveling to a lot of different conferences. I attended Eddie. I attended the Educational Audiologist Conference in Florida this year, as well as HLAA. HLAA really fills my tank. It's really adults with hearing loss that go to the conference. I wish there were more families, but it's so inclusive. Everything is accessible. Everything is captioned. There are signers, there are interpreters for everything. And I finally, it's the first conference that I've ever been to that I wasn't a professional. I was just me, you know, hanging out with my peers and my community. So that's been amazing. My kids are growing up like crazy. They're five, three, and one now. So I'm keeping busy at home, especially this summer, but still going, still on the mission to support parents who are of children who are deaf or hard of hearing, their family decisions, their family lifestyles, and to let these children know that they really can achieve anything possible that they dream of. I love it. That's so great. Okay. So we actually caught up at Eddie. That's where we saw each other last. And we talked about this, but we've been too busy to get together. So the thing that we are going to chat about today is if some of the people might listening might be aware that they have passed a law that now over the counter hearing aids are really accessible for adults. 
Mm-hmm. But we want to talk about why over-the-counter hearing aids are not appropriate for children and why children need to see a pediatric audiologist and why that's so important. So Michelle, you're a pediatric audiologist. So what would you tell someone as why they need to see a pediatric audiologist? Yeah. First off, I absolutely support over-the-counter hearing aids for adults. Just like the glasses at the drugstore register, if you just need something to help you read, something to put on and you can try them on, you can say, nope, this one works for me. This one does work for me, whatever it is. Great. So then you can have access to something. I think that's a step for people to, if they need more help, they will go to an audiologist who can specifically and program or customize this hearing aid for them. With pediatrics, would you go to the drugstore and buy some glasses for your child, especially if they don't have the language or ways of communicating with you that, oh, these glasses hurt me, these glasses help me? I don't think anybody in their right mind would. So for children, over-the-counter hearing aids are absolutely not appropriate because they need to see a pediatric trained audiologist, a specific audiologist who has the experience working with children, who knows their developmental milestones, knows what to look for, knows how to do testing, knows how to counsel and work with parents because parents are the ones who know their children best, but we're able to work with other professionals that may be a part of that that child's team. It really takes a village and children need to be constantly checked on because they don't have that language. They don't have that communication and who knows what they're going through. Who knows what kind of learning environment they're in. Children don't yet have the means to communicate or potentially have that spoken language or just language in general to be able to communicate what they need and what's happening with them. And children might not even know what's what's a problem, what's normal, what's a baseline. They need that pediatric audiologist to help them as they take a journey if they're choosing to do amplification of the family. I love that. That's, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And as an adult, we've already had access to listening and spoken language, but, or, or hearing, but children, if they don't, like, I know I have a friend whose child, I think got diagnosed at 12 with single-sided deafness. And it was because they gave her some headphones to put in. Right. And she's like, Oh mom, the left side doesn't work. And the mom's like, okay, let me check. She's like, Oh, it works just fine. It's mom. It doesn't work. And it wasn't the, the, the headphone didn't work. Right. Is that no one ever, no one had checked her hearing and she didn't know people heard out of two ears, right? To her, like that's how she and always how would it. that have ever happened without the parent or without an audiologist, a pediatric audiologist to take a look at that. So over-the-counter hearing aids are absolutely not a blanket solution for the young ones because it can be different from ear to ear. Every child is different. Every journey is different. Every hearing identification is different and we need to keep our tabs on those children. Yes, I totally, totally agree. And my kid's story, you and I have talked about it before, but every, I have three kids with hearing loss and three kids with very different audiograms, even though the underlying, like, I guess, genetic condition is the same. The presentation is wildly different, like so much so that if you didn't know that, that, you know, it just is like, it's crazy. Even to me as the mom, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, it doesn't even make sense, but you can even have an audiogram with the exact same thresholds, but they're listening to discrimination can be completely different because where is the hearing loss on that brain pathway? We don't know until we test it. Yeah. And an adult can give you feedback. Like I hear this, I hear that. It sounds like this. Children might not be able to, because they don't have a normal hearing baseline to be able to compare that to. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I really appreciate your expertise on this and your willingness to share with so many people, all the things, you know, so that we get the, the, you know, the get to the right place to help our children the best. And like you said, we both support parent choice, but if you don't have access, you don't have any choice. So you need to make sure that you, you know, you know, what's going on. So I just know that our pediatric audiologist is such a blessing to our life and all the ones we've been with through all the moves that we've had have really become dear friends because we do spend a lot of time with them. Right. But in the, it's fun to stay, they, they enjoy seeing I'm the kids a key play. player in your team. Totally. So you've gotten the almost luxury or the experience to be able to be like, hi, nice to meet you. This is my kid. Oh, here's my other kid. They're totally different. And here's my other kid. They're totally different. We're all in the same family, but treat them as individual patients and individual ears. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's been really great. So, okay. Any last thoughts about this that you'd like to share anything that we missed? (sighs) I know one. If you're listening to this and your child's been diagnosed, like we talk about Eddie, but they haven't seen a pediatric audiologist, where would they go to find a list of pediatric audiologists in their, you know, close to home? I mean, I would check the state first to see where the services are. You can even look up deaf services. Sometimes you can look up pediatric audiology services and there will come up different lists in within that state of which hospitals or which clinics see pediatrics. And they may not always say pediatric, but you can call different clinics that are around you and say, hi, do you see pediatrics on a regular basis? I would make sure that you have somebody that has experience with working with pediatrics. Yes. And the nurse in me seconds that. Someone told me once, you don't want anybody who hasn't done it more than 50 times a year. <laughs> so okay. if you don't see more than 50 yeah. kids a year, then you want better if they else. are a parent or if they've worked with other teams such as speech language pathologists, if they've worked with um, ENT surgeons, if they've worked with uh, even social worker or different caretakers or different case workers so that they know, like maybe they need help understanding the foster care system. Maybe they need help understanding the healthcare system in a new state. Each one could operate differently. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Michelle. I really appreciate it. And good luck with all your endeavors and so happy to have you back on again. Yes, can we meet again, Gretchen? Okay. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. I'm so appreciative for those who are willing to share their stories. And I hope as we share and listen to these stories that our hearts can be uplifted and we can find joy in this journey together. If you're a parent, a mom, a dad, or a professional who serves these children and would love to share their story, please check out the show notes for how to get in touch. Please like, subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave us a review. That way more people will find this podcast. Thanks for being part of this journey.